Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love we want to share a word of welcome to you and uh, reintroduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Nathan, pastor here at Elk River Lutheran. I'm Lisa Sampson, Director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministry. Jeremy Halquist, Intern Pastor. And I'm Taylor Quinn, the Director of Music Ministry and Worship. And we are thrilled to have you here with us on this Valentine's Day slash Transfiguration Sunday where we are uh, celebrating the gifts of love as well as uh, the presence of God in big and profound ways and in uh, small and surprising ways. And so we'll be reflecting on that a little bit throughout the morning here. And uh, as we uh, continue, I want to invite you into a time of prayer and to join me, uh, if you would, for uh, this prayer of the day. Uh, let's pray together. God of hope. Fill us with joy and peace in believing so that we may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When we already said a word about Transfiguration Sunday where we have this story of the Transfiguration and that's what we're going to hear now is our scripture reading uh, read by Harry. Good morning. This morning's reading is from the book of Mark chapter 9 verses 2 through 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Here ends the reading. Well, thank you, Harry, for reading our scripture reading this morning. And now we'll uh, continue with our sermon from intern Pastor Jeremy. Valentine's Transfiguration Day. Love it or hate it, Valentine's Day is here. On the surface, it seems like a holiday designed around lavish dates and expensive flowers. And I think there's some truth to that, depending how you celebrate. But I think the important thing is it's a, it's a holiday designed around expressions of love. This week for Sacred Wit, our staff had some fun playing around with love language. 
and this idea of is it a worship love song, is it a romantic love song, or is it verses from the book of Song of Songs, this Song of Solomon text. There are so many unique and wonderful ways to express love for one another, including, for example, this idea of music. And I wanted to share one of my favorites with you. Okay, okay, I get it. it. It probably doesn't need to be that bad. But you get the idea, right? That there's some sentiment and expression of love. Greeting cards, fancy dates, silly music don't really talk about what love does. It talks about the expressions of love. But there's something different about the way love calls to action. You see, love is transformational. In our gospel reading this morning, we catch the set of verses veiled in quite a bit of mystery. Jesus, followed by Peter, James, and John, are led up a high mountain. And there, Jesus is transfigured. And so I had to actually explore this text a little bit because transfiguration is one of those terms we don't use a whole lot. But Merriam-Webster describes it as this, that it's a change in form and appearance a metamorphosis, if you will, an exalting or glorifying or spiritual change. Whatever happened up on that mountain, whatever it was, Jesus's form physically changes from this dusty and weary traveler to this bleached white divine person. Jesus' humanity is exchanged for divinity. And there, with him at this very moment, are Moses and Elijah, prophets from the Old Testament, the heroes of the early faith. Jesus, Moses, and Elijah are simply just having a chat. We don't get details about what that might have included, and so we're left kind of in this space of wondering. But what we do know is this veil, for the briefest of moments, whatever that may be, this veil between heaven and earth intersect. See, one of my favorite authors, Barbara Brown Taylor, talks about this moment as a thin place, a phrase used in Ireland to describe the sacred spaces where heaven and earth, heaven and dirt sort of collide. And there's something sacred and holy about walking into that space. She talks about it this way, that thin places are transparent places or moments set apart by the quality of the sunlight in them or the shadows, or the silence, or the sound. What they have in common is their luminosity, the way they light an opening between this world and the next. We can't fully capture this moment, and as people, I don't think we're meant to. I think it becomes an experience between humanity and divinity that we're just meant to sit in. If we're willing to sit in it, we can't help but be transformed. And Peter, in this story, does what I think many of us would do, even though he's absolutely terrified. He recognizes the beauty in that moment, saying, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us build three houses, one for you and for Moses and for Elijah. Whatever this moment was for Peter, I have to believe it was transformational for him as well. 
You see, a transformational experience causes us to stay in that moment. And especially a transformational experience of love. One of the favorite memories that I look back on and I smile every single time was the moment that I got to watch Ellie walk down the aisle. The beauty and the radiance in that moment has stuck with me forever and I can just simply think about it and can't help but smile. I think that's something about that moment. And I think for many of us, we have those similar mountaintop moments, if you will. Think about the birth of your first child. Think about the deep and loving friendship that you've had for years and years and years, or the moment you got married. Transformational love changes us. It sustains us and guides us into the future regardless of the circumstances we face. It offers hope as we journey together through the unknown. It would be easy to end this text right here. To stay in this moment where Jesus is transfigured and life is beautiful for the disciples. And the voice of God says, this is my son, the beloved, listen to him. But just as quickly as the story begins, it ends. What happens next is Jesus moves from this mountaintop experience, this divine space, and he journeys from here to the cross. That's the same journey that we as people of faith begin here as we enter into the season of Lent. We journey with Jesus through the hills and the valleys of life together. But what we are held by is this moment of transfiguration, this joy that holds us, this transformational love that shapes us. In this week's endless cycle of news stories, violence and division, it's our call to reclaim what transformational love does. You see, it calls us to heal the sick, to feed the hungry and to love our enemies where we are. Transformational love pulls back the curtain on thin spaces, those intersections between holy and ordinary, and leaves us sitting in the mystery of what is God up to for our future. Today, as you celebrate all of the gushiness of a good Hallmark Valentine's Day, my hope is that you also experience the mystery of God's transformational love. God has named and claimed you in the waters of baptism. You are God's beloved creation, called and sent into the world to bring good news to all. Well, thank you, Jeremy. And I think you earned some Valentine's Day points with Ellie uh, by talking about... With the wedding photo, right? Yeah. Yeah, the wedding photo and comparing her to the transfiguration glowingness of the Lord is... I mean, that's a pretty high compliment. So that's pretty good. Ellie, you, you got a winner here. Yeah. Uh, no, I, there's a lot there, a lot there to unpack. And so, yeah... Okay. I think I would want to start with by asking you guys, what is your mountaintop experience? What's your your memory that holds you or that you reflect back on and you can't help but smile at? And this is impromptu, so I haven't yeah, worn them on this Yeah, one. no, that's okay, yeah. You're putting us on the spot, Jeremy. <laughs> I know, oh, man. Right? Well, it's something that, you know, I, I feel like there's such a variety of, of life experiences that, that can stand out, you know. Um, you uh, shared some examples, like, you know, 
the birth of, of children, you know, I think being with, you know, there at the, the birth of a person is, is a, is a pretty profound thing that I'll, you know, always hold on to. And, um, but yeah, you know, I think there's other, you know, I think about, you know, my wedding day, likewise, largely because, you know, not just the, the beauty of the day, but it was, it was a day where like pretty much everything, everyone we knew and loved was there in one place. And I remember that just being such an overwhelming thing. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the other, and then I'll let you guys, I'm, I'm filling some space for you guys to be thinking of pretty we good ones. We appreciate that. Yeah. Thank Thanks, Nathan. But, I haven't been paying attention to anything you're saying anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> but the other place, uh, faith-wise, I think of a handful of experiences from Bible camp. It was a few weeks ago I talked about Bible camp that was really formative for me. And I think um, there were times there where that, community that was faith-based that was fun that was set in nature you know i can think of a handful of specific times where those things collided in just really profound and powerful ways that i still carry with me it's mm-hmm. really a, a mountaintop experience yeah love it you talked so long i thought of two perfect um, <laughs> one was at young life camp it was literally on a mountaintop they got yeah. us up really early it's in colorado and before sunlight and they brought us to the the mountainside and we got to watch the sun hit the top of the mountain first and then spread down into the valley. And it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. The other one I thought of is about just almost four years ago that my dad passed away. And I was with him um, at his hospital bed when he died. And it was one of those thin spaces where it was profound and it was moving and deep. And it was beautiful. You know, he was 96. And, yeah. and so it was, it was a, a joy to be able to do that with him. Yeah, I'm not thinking... I, I, I'm thinking more about those places of those thin places that sure. you've talked about with the uh, uh, what's her name again? Barbara Brown Taylor. Barbara Brown Taylor BBT. Yes. Um, but I've been thinking about those times, and one of those times actually, it may seem a little kind of like weird, but I witnessed Daryl holding his dog when it was dying, mm-hmm. and that was that was profound. And earlier in our pre-conversation, like our pre-show conversation, we talked about, you know, death can be those moments where, you know, there's a, there's a profundity, profound moment. And, uh, for me, it was watching someone, uh, be in the presence of an animal that he's loved passing away. And I think that's, can be also parallel when you're with someone, Mm -hmm. the person, but it, it's that is a sacred moment and yeah. transformative for me to know that love can be so deep to to be that uh, you know yeah. just thinking about those thin places mm-hmm. yeah. for me because those are the transformative moments you know and uh, another one was I, I when I got married uh, I there was a few people that didn't agree with what I did and um, one decided to show up anyway because they loved me. You know, they may not agree with what I did, but they loved me. And that, that thin thin place, that, that stays with me throughout my life. And that, that moment of, of just, uh, it it was, it was transformative because it made me believe in love even more, you know? So I, I, that question really kind of came to me were those thin places that I've encountered that are really kind of momentous for me. 
Yeah, you know, I, I would love for all of you to share some of yours in the comments as well. Yeah. Um, if you want to share a mountaintop experience of, uh, and we've shared a real variety of life mm -hmm. and faith and love, <laughs> um, uh, share some of those with the group because I think it is so neat to think about. And, you know, one of the always striking points in this story to me is that at the end, they just go down the mountain and it, right. it's over. And, and that's one of the things about these mountaintop experiences and these times we find these thin places, which I think we should talk about a little more, like is ultimately then life goes back to a normal and, right. and, and we, we go down from the mountaintop. You know, you watch the sunrise and then you've got a long hike down, you know, and, right. and sometimes, it, you know, th those, those lows are, are a little less profound and yet you hold on to those experiences of the mountaintop and, and those thin place kind of experiences. You want to say a little more about the thin places and kind of as like what yeah more I mean, of what Barbara Brown Taylor says or how, how you kind of right it's this sort of internal wrestling with um, it's uh, so thinking about it as a place where heaven and dirt collide um, as yeah. the way she she references this, this mm -hmm. idea and for me it was this moment of looking at seven verses right this is all you get in Mark yeah um, that have this moment of. The disciples have known him for eight chapters, almost nine chapters, and bam, this moment in seven verses, and then, poof, it's gone. Yeah. And there's this moment where Peter, I love Peter, sort of, I'm going to build a house because this is where I want to be. Yeah. Um, and so Barbara Brown Taylor references this sort of notion of it's the place where you can't help but cling to mm -hmm. when the world is falling apart or when life is good, and you sort of sit in this limbo space. Yeah. Um, and, and it just... You know, there's places in my life that I, I have specifically remember where I was, what I was doing, how the scenery around me was, and that's what I hold on to probably more than anything. And so it gets through some of the bad days. Yeah. Um, but you're not really... living within at the same at the time though. Like right. that's part of the story too, is that it, it is a it is a thin place, but you're not living in it all the time right. you know I, I think about arrested development where people get stuck in their high school days or the college yeah, days right. and can't sure. move past that yeah right. and, and that's also a danger too and right. we have to be able to move past it but also cling to it to hold on to it right and I think that's the sense of what love real love does is it drives us to sit and kind of hold the good in the midst of the bad mm -hmm. and, and it plays in this conversation of where am I in this moment and where do I where do I experience love as more than just, you know, paper hearts on a, on a plate mm -hmm. and more as this yeah. real profound call to do something with who I am? Mm. One of the things that I jotted down um, during that quote is she said, the quality of the sunlight or of the shadows mm -hmm. and the quality. And I'm wondering if we're, we bring that quality because I think those thin places happen a lot, but it's up to us to be aware of them and to notice them. Right. And to live into them. Mm -hmm. Right. So I like how she said that. Yeah, and I think we experience the sacred if we're paying attention. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, and, and there is. There's sacred in death and there's sacred in life. And mm -hmm. we sort of flirt with these lines, I think, sometimes of, mm -hmm. of where am I in, in this conversation as a, as a person. Yeah. It's, it's a really, it's a short little interview she had done and this idea sort of came to her. Yeah. Um, and that line in her reflection, I think, for me, has been really just this, how do we experience God in the, in the mundane? Mm -hmm. um, and how do you experience it in the ordinary, I think is the way that I would want to word that. 
Um, but there are just some really kind of unique ways of saying, where's God in online service or in, you know, watching a show or sitting outside with my kids? Like, um, if we're not paying attention sometimes, I think we miss that. Yeah, because, I mean, it is at its core a story about transformation, literally, transfiguration, we call it, you know, where Jesus is transformed, but the disciples are transformed, too. Like, they're different because of this experience. They've been following Jesus for all those, you know, months and years, and, you know, he's talked about being the Son of God, and, you know, okay, I mean, they've come along, but this is like that experience where they realize, oh, (laughs) this is this really is i mean he's right up there with moses and elijah right next to them and and so okay this is something different and uh and like you said alluded to like peter says hey let's stay here this is great this is where i want to stay and i think we've all had that experience in a mountaintop experience like ooh, i want to stay here and uh jesus says no nope, uh that's that's not what it's about you, right. you can hold on to this but in a different way and, and I think that's how, you know, we end up holding on to these mountaintop experiences. And w- one way of describing that is transformational love, right? right? Like we are transformed by experiences and places, and that shapes who we are. And so I think on Valentine's Day especially, it's appropriate to think right. about transformative love. Mm-hmm. How are we transformed uh, by the love of others? And how can we share love that is transformative uh, for other people in the whole world mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. and I think love love invites us to how do we deal with one another um, like this week I've been super stressed about a whole lot of other things in life Sure. and I looked at Ellie and a few times this week and I was like why do you put up with me <laughs> like, <laughs> right just a very honest thing and I think because of a, a profound love it drives us into this how do we care for one another how do we mm-hmm. how do we do the things that would be impossible if it were just artificial sure Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting way to think about this text, and I love that it's a text full of mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't explain it away, and that's that's I think what's beautiful about it. Yeah, and that's love, mm-hmm. a mystery, you know. And so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we continue to explore it and cling to those mountaintop experiences and those thin places and. Uh, hold on to those things in the in the more ordinary times of life because the majority of life is pretty ordinary (laughs) you know there's high highs and there's low lows and yet then there's all this time in between and how do we use those you know how do we learn and grow from the low lows and how do we cling to those high mountaintops and and live a life of faith of transformative love that's the challenge Mm -hmm. yeah amen amen yeah Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.